0: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is our first draft profile of 2022. Yes. Draft season is here.
1: Positive vibes, you know, just trying to, trying to make things <laughs> happen for the Carolina Panthers, you know. Uh, yeah. We started out on a Twitter poll and Evan Neal won it. I'm kind of not surprised by this. Evan Neal is the premier yeah. offensive tackle in this you know, draft. Offensive tackle out of Alabama, junior. Uh, but before we get started with that, we have some news to go over. Uh, ben McAdoo officially signed his contract to become the Panthers' offensive coordinators. I think that solidifies that Matt Rule's not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, we did our our... Ben McAdoo is being hired podcast earlier uh, or I guess last week. So check that out. If you haven't, Uh, we go over all of our thoughts on Ben McAdoo. Um, But yeah, I mean, now he's officially signed. He's here. Matt rule is here. Um, We can kind of forget. I think about the Michigan thing and any other jobs. Matt rule has been linked to. I, I really, at this point, it would be shocking if he left.
1: It would be career suicide, because no other coaches would want to sign with him if he literally brings in a guy, you sign him this year, and then you dip out before you even play a game.
0: Now, it's not unheard of, right? Like, Josh McDaniels did something very similar with the Colts a few years back. He had, you know, talked to coaches. I don't think he had hired any yet. Um, Yeah, I don't either. But but I think he he kind of put his staff together, um, but... Yeah, this would be different. I mean, this would be mm-hmm. a guy who's here, he's hiring he's hiring coaches like it's uh I really don't think anyone should hold out any hope. And I know there are a lot of you out there holding out hope, but Matt Rule he's here for this year and we're just going to have to deal with it.
1: Yeah, I was holding out hope myself and then like like I said, once this happened, you're just like, "All right. It's it's done. It's nowhere, you know." It's like
0: 99.9% at this point. I mean, is it impossible that he leaves? Nothing is impossible, but given everything that we've heard up to this point, and now this move, it's just, I mean, he's here. He's here. Yeah. Uh, Another guy that's here, Jerry, Mm -hmm. Samir Suleiman. Panthers salary cap manager has been promoted to vice president of football operations. Um, He was instrumental in getting the cap situation kind of re uh, in a good spot, I guess, from the Ghettoman and Herney years where yeah. you know, they put everything in terrible spots. He was very instrumental in getting uh, Hassan Reddick here last year. So I like that he's been getting some yeah, people have been sniffing around with him uh, about their GM job. So this is a good move yeah. to kind of keep him in the building.
1: I absolutely agree. He was one of our GM candidates here went before mm-hmm. Fitterer. Uh, yep. I really like this move. You give him a pay bump. You give him a vice president. Try to keep him in the building. I'm not sure how well he is knows the football aspects of it, but he is a cat guru. It's nice to have one of those guys on the wall here, especially coming up with a lot of guys going to free agency and us needing a lot of positions too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he's a football guy. I mean... You don't make it to where he is without you know, knowing football. I mean he's he's uh but he's a good cap wizard and honestly that's something that we're gonna need. You know, another little piece of news that's not on our our sheet here, Jerry, is uh Sean Payton is no longer the Saints head coach. Yep. Uh Tom Brady is contemplating it seems pretty heavily retiring or at least not being mm-hmm. with the Bucks next year. I mean, this is wide open. Uh, Panthers draft a couple of these guys that we're going to be talking about here over the next several months um, and put together some nice free agents, then this, this division could be for the taking.
1: It is, and it, it, it absolutely is. We have to figure out the offensive line, the quarterback situation, and like you said, we're, we have a lot of free agents, so mm-hmm. we have to deal with that too. And then Matt Rule has to grow as a coach. Yes. I mean, because he regressed last year. He didn't improve on the issues of third down. He didn't improve on mm. the penalties. You know, it's the team looks sloppy. He needs to tighten it up. But this, there is a possibility that you could put a stamp on it because this team has been rebuilding before those other two teams. And the Mm -hmm. Saints are way over the cap, like $40 currently over the cap. Sean Payton
0: put them in cap hell and left. So, (laughs) you know, I think he may have seen the writing on the wall. Now, they were in the same position last (laughs) year, and they seemed to be able to stitch it together and make it work. And, you know, almost made the playoffs, but uh, they're in just as bad a situation, if not worse, this season. And they've got some holes to fill there as well so and they've got some pre-agents of their own that are yeah gonna be pretty highly coveted so uh it'll be interesting but yeah i mean you know starting these draft profiles is kind of jerry and i are washing our hands of the 2021 season um we're gonna look to the future you know the draft is gonna be exciting um yeah. and jerry before we get into evan neal our profile e here i just want to ask you what do you think the chances are that the panthers actually pick sixth mm, put a percentage that,
1: on it i would say i am sitting at 50 percent because fitter likes to drop back i mm-hmm. think he he sees the value in the sixth pick but last year he sat at eight and took jc horn who wouldn't have passed uh, Dallas because that's who they had their eye on. But mm-hmm. I do believe that you could have probably dropped back a little bit and, you know, grabbed him there or before there. So it was kind of a, you know, they jumped up and took him. And then, you know, Denver was super excited to grab Patrick Sertain right behind mm-hmm. us because they thought he was coming to us. season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to say like 25%. I, I really think the Panthers are going to trade back at least once in the first Mm -hmm. round because I think they have to. Uh, We have so many holes to fill on this team, and with only, what, four draft picks or something, only one draft pick in the top 103 picks or something, I think it's irresponsible not to trade back. Um, So with that being said, Jerry and I have sort of thought of that, and through Mm -hmm. this process of going through these draft profiles – uh, we're going to be looking at top ten guys. We're going to be looking at some guys in the teens, and we might even mm-hmm. look at some guys in the twenties as well, just to sort of cover our bases. Um, but I know we're going to be focusing on, you know, offensive line. We're going to look at the quarterbacks. Um, what else? Uh, there's a safety that's really high up there. Yeah, I wouldn't mind talking lot. about.
1: Yeah, we have him on the list. I currently have a list of 16 players. So okay. there's a couple linebackers on there, but it's mostly mm-hmm. offensive linemen because this is a very offensive lineman rich draft. And Thank that God. is another reason why they can fall back. Right. Because, you know, we're talking about Elvin Neal, but there's also two other guys that are projected top 10 pick offensive mm-hmm. tackles. I mean, that and is there's another that couple.
0: Had... Yeah, I mean, there's another couple. There's a center who's really Mm -hmm. high up there. There's another offensive tackle who's, you know, flirting with the 20s. So, I mean, there's – Teens, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be guys that are going to be available all over the first round that are going to be starting offensive linemen in the league. Uh, And Mm. when we say drop back, we don't necessarily mean that they're going to drop all the way back to 25 or something. They could drop from 6th to 10th and still pick up a 2nd and 3rd round pick or something. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, they could easily do that. So,
1: which I, mean, I hope it depends. They do, on, honestly, yeah, if someone drops, uh, like the safety out of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He is on our list, but I yeah. don't have that. And then you could take an offensive lineman and maybe in that second round, maybe try to grab that quarterback, that second mm-hmm. round quarterback, because and we're going <clears throat> over a lot of these quarterbacks that will probably get picked in the second round too. Because hey, Sam Donald's not the guy.
0: He may be the guy in 2022, but he's definitely not the guy long term. And the Panthers do need to start thinking about the future. Uh, And I'm sure they are. Like, it would be stupid for them not to be.
1: And and Uh, Ben McAdoo came out in public before the draft, before Sam Darnold was drafted, and said he didn't like him. That he didn't like his release and stuff like that. So I don't view Ben McAdoo jumping on the Sam Darnold wagon of saying he's a great player. He may think he can fix him. That's a different story, but...
0: Let me... I'm going to give you a preview of uh, about three months from now. Ben mm-hmm. McAdoo, press conference. You know, now that I've got a look at Sam Darnold, he's got all the tools. He's got all the tools. <laughs> he just needs a little tweaking here and there. And I really think that he could be the guy. Okay? Said uh, I, every I, that's what That's what you're going to hear. ...in
1: a NFL so yeah. far
0: right. with Sam Darnold. And <laughs> exactly.
1: And those tweakings have not been... coming to fruition
0: they have not tweaked he has not tweaked enough (laughs) he needs to tweak a lot more all right jerry let's get into evan neal offensive tackle out of alabama
1: all right evan neal was a five-star recruit out of img academy and one of the top recruits coming out of florida and you know that's always good after being Mm -hmm. heavily recruited by multiple big names he opted to go for nick saban at alabama Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) There he would start 13 games his freshman season at the left guard position and gave up zero sacks. In his sophomore year, he moved to right tackle and finally made the move to left tackle last year. In his three years at Alabama, he only gave up four sacks. With his ability to play multiple positions and having long arms, Rule would probably love to draft this guy as another guard. I'm joking. (laughs) He has long arms. He'll be fine. He he could play tackle because he has long arms.
0: Right. Which is really the only thing you need. Yeah. Uh, if you ask Matt Rule, you just need long arms. Nothing else really matters. <laughs> if you got short arms, do not apply.
1: Yeah. Rashawn Slater.
0: Rashawn Slater, trash. Absolute trash. Yeah. Those guys they, they have no arms they, those guys are guards through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously we are kidding. Uh Rashawn Slater's One of the best young tackles in the league, and you know we think Brady Christensen's all right as well. So uh, we'd like to see more of him.
1: Yeah. With that being said, Evan Neal is still probably the top tackle in our draft board right now, and only one.
0: And we'll (laughs) and we'll talk about whether or not we think Evan Neal will be available at six here in a bit. But uh, just sort of looking, it's hard to look at stats for a tackle an offensive lineman really mm-hmm. but like jerry said he only gave up four sacks in three years he started 13 games as a freshman and i think he made the all-american team as a freshman
1: yeah okay. i believe so
0: he i don't believe missed a start in all three seasons i think he played every game may have missed one in 2020 but um i think he played every game and as you said he he's versatile right he's Played yeah. guard, he's played right tackle, he's played left tackle. Matt Rule's gonna love that. You know, he mm-hmm. loves the versatility. Um, and he's he's massive. He's 6'7", 350. He is huge. Yes. This man is a Oh my god. A, a huge goliath. human being. Yes. Yeah. He could stand next uh, to Cam and make Cam look
1: small. <laughs> and that's saying something when Cam yes. used to stand next to linebackers and linebackers would be right. looking straight at him like, oh man.
0: Yeah. Just I mean, a this, massive He is. He is a massive human being. Um you know, when you look at some of his uh some of his stats, like twenty twenty one at left tackle, he gave up two sacks, five QB hits, and eight hurries, and that's in fifteen games.
1: At left tackle yeah. in the SEC. Let's because right. SEC is defensive, you know, just yeah. wow.
0: Yeah, now, I mean, that's that's amazing. And he's playing Georgia twice, he's playing, you know, uh, all these top teams. And mm-hmm. you know, and the SEC, like you said, the SEC is as close to the NFL as you get in college. I mean, it, that's where your yeah. blue bloods are, that's where the highest recruits go to, that's where you know, most of the draft you know, top several rounds of the draft come from are the SEC teams. So he's got a lot of experience going up against other highly touted defensive mm-hmm.
1: prospects. And, and you mentioned highly touted, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: tackles. He played right tackle last year because Alex Leather was was mm-hmm. on the left side. And he was a first or second round pick. I can't remember where exactly. He was a he first went. round pick. So, I mean, you got to think, yeah. you know, yeah, he w- didn't start at that left tackle position last year, but, I mean, you got to see who was on the other side already entrenched there. I mean, and he still yeah. did great.
0: I think Leatherwood... I know he finished the year starting for the Raiders at left tackle. I don't know if he started the year at left tackle, but, yeah, Leatherwood was a contributor on that team, so, in the NFL, so... Yeah. And this guy is considered to be better than Leatherwood, you know, at, so. at that point, so... Uh, let's look at some pros and cons. We'll start off with the pros. Kind of already said one is he's massive. He is <laughs> huge. Um, he's produced at a high level against the top competition, as we mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. versatile, better on the left than the right. Uh, which yeah. is what you want from a left tackle, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, especially
1: for a drafted a guy this high, we already had the exactly, right tackle. Exactly. But
0: um, I mean, go ahead. just
1: impressive. I was going to say, if you needed to, you could swing him back, but I don't see why.
0: Yeah, you know, it's sort of like the, the question with, um, with Moten, right? Like, he's so good at the right, you move him to the left, and he's not as good, right? I mean, he's okay, but he's not as good. So, you've got a guy that, it seems, you know, from what we've read and, and watched tape on Evan Neal, that he's more natural at the left side, yeah. Uh, which to me means he's only going to get better because he's only got that one year of experience you know, in college. Um, and we'll talk about some of the things that he needs to get better at in a second here. But he's extremely explosive for his side. He's got good movement, good agility. Um, he's really strong. He's able to move people around. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Um, and he can dominate in the run game. He is such a good run blocker. And honestly, Matt Rule, again, should be salivating at the yeah. po- possibility of getting this guy.
1: Absolutely. This is this is Matt Rule's wet dream. I mean, for yeah. a tackle. I mean, he is huge. He's like the sizes of a sedan on, on the left side over there. Yep. Um with all that said, we do have to go over his cons just because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Um
0: yeah. it's on the sheet. The... We have to talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he needs to work on some of his technique, which, mm-hmm. uh, again, one year starting at left tackle, mm-hmm. one year at the right tackle, just needs to work on it. Uh, he can struggle if he misses that first move on the defensive ends. Again, it's something he, you could work on, and right. it's not... And again, he gave up four sacks in his college career. We're not...
0: <laughs> sure.
1: And he he could struggle against some speed rushers in the NFL, the top-end speed rushers. You know, he's fast, and... He, agile but if he misses that first guy that first move can he recover on those speed rushers mm-hmm. because the brian burns <clears throat> is the Hassan reddicks you know those guys are fast and they can speed around a guy that big even though he is fast and agile yeah. and here's my biggest question mark all that other stuff i think he'll be fine at to be honest with you but mm-hmm. he's had weight issues ever since high school he struggled to keep the weight down and and someone in his position that size of frame i could easily see how it would be easy to gain too much weight
0: especially after getting signed you know entrenched but yeah i mean we i feel like you don't hear about that as much anymore especially the top picks you know coming in mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny that you you know this guy's 350 <laughs> and, and we're saying he's struggling to keep his weight down
1: well he played but at 390 6, in. Yeah,
0: yeah he played right. at 390 in high school and that's so he so he got his weight down in college which is good mm-hmm. right that's a good sign um he was obviously playing well enough in high school at 390 to be you know one of the top recruits in the country so i you know i think he could probably play a little bigger than 350 but you know, he's going to be in the NFL. It's his job. His job is to stay in shape. Yeah. You know? And again, we've seen guys. We've seen guys on the Panthers that can't do that. Kelvin <clears throat> <But>, uh <laughs> You know, so we'll see. Uh, a couple other cons that I uh, have noticed about him is, uh, and it sort of maybe goes along with some of his struggles against faster guys, is he relies a lot on his strength. And yeah. just his natural athleticism and talent um, that you mentioned his technique. I think he just needs to get a little better kind of balance, right? Um, uh, his like lateral movement is li- leaves you a little wanting, um, but just kind of getting almost too strong against a fast guy, and he just kind of throws his, himself off balance. Now it doesn't happen a ton, but like you said in the NFL. Everybody that you're going against is going to be better than the top tier talent that you faced in college, you know, -hmm. know, for the most part. Um, So that's something that he'll have to work on. But again, he's coming out of college. He's got all the tools. He's got all the size that you would ever want. All the things that you can't teach, he's got. You can teach the other stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One other thing I did kind of see is that some people say that with his so massive size of being 6'7", 350, mm-hmm. that short passes his direction may get interfered with because of his size.
0: Like <laughs> like like that, like, like his orbit, <laughs> you know, the gravity that he... <laughs>
1: well, I mean, granted, you know, you can't have a short quarterback with him, to be honest with you. You can't have that 5'11", 6-foot guy because you can't do that quick slant to... You know, DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson on that side with, you know, a 6'7 guy and a shorter guy behind him.
0: Well, luckily Sam Darnold's like 6'4, so I think yeah. we're going to be okay. Thank <laughs> God for Sam Darnold. We're going to be okay. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. That um, is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we, we last year we had, you know, a standard set of four or five questions that we kind of ask about each player. Right, mm-hmm. we're gonna do that again this year. The first one I think is um, sort of a laughable question for any of these tackles, but does this player fit the current roster? Absolutely. God, yes. The this only guy, he way would, is he, this... would, he would improve this team immeasurably immediately. And then he, and then you could just put
1: in at left guard, and then just you know move on from there. That's the left side taken care of, hopefully.
0: You could, yeah, you could. Um, you know, he is—he's exactly what the team needs. Um, and again, like you said, there are other guys we're going to talk about here that can play left tackle. Uh, this the kid out of NC State that I know his Akeem. name, but I can't pronounce it. Something like that. I um, something. I yeah. yeah. He he and Neil are sort of going back and forth as who's the number one OT to take. Um, I looked at a ton of mock drafts. I only saw three or four where Neil got to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the latest I saw him go, I saw him go once to 10th. Uh, but that was the latest I saw him go. Everybody else was the Panthers or higher. So he certainly won't fall past us. But Jerry, do you think he will get to us? I do not.
1: I think he's going to go
0: top three. You I think that size... One.
1: Yeah. No, no, that's why I said top three. Yeah. I don't see him really falling that far. I mean, you never know. It depends on scouting combine. He could show up, you mm-hmm. know, out of shape or something like yeah, that. and He could easily drop. Yeah. You know, but that could being said. could have a gas
0: mask on his face, you know, during the draft.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: you never know. <laughs> we've seen it happen before. <laughs> well, that was a
1: picture leaked, but. And he turned out to be a, be a solid left tackle, so there you go.
0: I, was, I would Larry take Tunsil? him. I'd take yeah. him right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, But do I think he falls to six? No, I don't. I think his size and agility, some team is going to be jump up and grab him quick just because that is yeah. just something that doesn't happen very often in
0: human nature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most teams are going to be picking in the top five probably don't have a very good offensive line, Yeah. honestly. And when you have a guy like this who... By all accounts, is, is can't miss. You know, one of the one of the few can't miss players in this draft, because all the quarterbacks have questions, big questions, big questions. Um, you've got a couple of offensive tackles, you've got what a couple of edge rushers and a safety, really, that are kind of all being looked at in top five, and this is one of the guys. So, I I think he could fall to six under the perfect circumstance. And that would include someone trading into the top five to grab a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the only ways he could fall to six. But if I had to put money on it, I'd say no. I think I agree with you. I think he goes in the top three. And I, and I think that there's a real, real chance that he is taken number one overall by Jacksonville. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, they had that franchise quarterback in Trevor <clears throat> Lawrence. I mm-hmm. mean, if you don't believe in Cam Robinson or that he's a free agent, I believe, and they don't re-sign him. Get, get a stalwart there to protect him. Yeah. I, it, it makes sense. Yep. Now, would you be excited for Evan Neal to be drafted by the Panthers? I think no. this is a...
0: <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, what's better than excited? Because that's what I would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we've talked about it. This it's It would be a, a massive, massive game changer for the Panthers.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean... You're going from no talent on the left side, uh, Cam Irving, you're no talent, and you're going to somebody who could become the left tackle, the premier left tackle over and over again year after year. And I think he has that potential.
0: And, you know, for all the Brady Christensen lovers out there, we hear you. Brady Christensen, I think, could be an average left tackle in the league. This guy could be a premier like Jerry said, a premier left tackle in the league. He could be one of the top two or three in the league.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, and it and it's not going to take him ten years to get there. Like he could be there year two, year three. Uh, and yeah. he's going to be a starter day one. So, no uh, no offense to Brady Christensen. We're not saying yeah. that you're no talent. We're just saying that you're not as talented as this guy. It's yeah. your short arms, yeah. man. Grow some long arms. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Come on, T Rex. <laughs> uh i mean it would have been nice if you know british christensen actually got better looked at last year at left tackle which they yeah. should have done but <clears throat> with that with have. said
0: because when he I, started he you know his his grades were good he looked good he mm-hmm. made some some big mistakes here and there but again he's a rookie and he didn't get that ton, that much playing time so
1: yeah i just don't think you could pass on an evan neal in this position that the Panthers are in. And you could, like I said, you could put Christensen at guard, which this coaching staff believe he's more suited for anyways. So,
0: yep. Yeah. Although he played better at tackle. So, you know, that's something I think you think about is if Brady Christensen is your guy, if you're going to go with Brady Christensen at at left tackle, then it does open up some possibilities for you in this draft. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either that or you go free agent for left tackle. There's some good ones that are going to be available. So, you know, what would you prefer to do? If I, you know, would you would you rather go after a premier free agent in free agency mm-hmm. or go with Brady Christensen at left tackle or draft Evan O'Neill If you could choose. And let's say you get one of the top two free agent left tackles for twenty million a year.
1: Okay, here's my here's my thinking. If we're drafting six and we take Neil, it's great. But we have so many issues that I think dropping back, get, gaining more picks in the top hundred mm-hmm. would be more beneficial. So I would opt to do that. Keep <clears throat> Brady Christensen. Then you go out. I don't think you sign a left tackle for $20 million with the needs we have. I mm-hmm. think you could maybe find a middle-tier left tackle that can com- compete with Brady Christensen on the left side and then kind of go from there on how the draft falls to you if you fall back and get enough picks.
0: So for me, I... the only way I think that I would not want to, to draft – Neil or one of these other two guys we're going to be talking about at six would be if we got the 15 to $20 million a year left tackle. The Taron Armstead. The Armstead, um, the Orlando Brown. One of those guys that, you know, is established. You know you're getting a top-tier starter. That would no, be the I only get- way I think that I would. Because, because we've seen how how bad it is not to have one of those guys. Well, here's my thing too: is when you save twenty
1: million dollars a year, we only have twenty million dollars mm-hmm. in cap space. So then, at yeah, that for point, now,
0: I mean, they're they'll they'll, the, they'll increase that. They always do. Yeah,
1: right? but then you got to think about we're going to be losing some the Hassan Rex, Stefan Gilmore, Dante mm-hmm. Jackson. You know the the premier yeah. guys that we we really need to keep around.
0: Well, that you know that's going to happen anyway, regardless uh, yeah, of whether we we're draft not going to keep everybody, right?
1: But my thinking is I'd prefer to see what Christensen has, get a solid backup that can stay healthy and compete on the left side, get another guard or so, and try to get some more <clears throat> draft capital to draft some of these younger guys. And I think if you drop back to 14, the cross kid, you know, someone someone like that's going to may fall, and you may be able to get a really talented guy too there.
0: Yeah, Um I don't know the cross falls all the way there, but I think you could get the center, is it Lindenbaum or whatever whatever his name yeah. is? Linderbaum? Uh, yeah, he could be there in the middle teens, um, which again, that's a big need because Paradis isn't gonna be here anymore. Yeah. You're gonna be relying on Elfline if you don't address the center position in the off season. Yeah. So you know, did we see enough from Elfline at center that we think he's Going to be fine moving forward because I didn't.
1: No. Oh, God, no. You know my thoughts on Elfline. Yeah, it was a- I know.
0: You're your thoughts from day <laughs> one when they signed him. And you did not change, except maybe you hated him even more. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I agree. Uh, let's
1: get the worst graded <laughs> passing guard in the league, day one of free agency, oh and pay God. him multi million dollars.
0: Oh, what? Jeez. All right. All right, Jerry. Talk. This is the first. Draft profile we've done this year, so we've got our big board. Okay, mm-hmm. this every profile we do, we're gonna rank these guys on. Uh, you know, the meow makes big board. Where, where did these guys rank in terms of where we as Panthers fans would want them? So Evan Neal obviously gonna go at the top of the big board today. Uh, he's the one and only player on there so far. Just to give you guys a little bit of history, last year. We had Micah Parsons at number one for a long time on the big board. Very long. Until uh we signed Perriman and we decided to drop Micah down because we thought Perriman was gonna be the middle Go linebacker on. for the next couple of years. Um obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> though though Perriman had a great year, just not for the Panthers. So who do you know who we ended up with as number one? It was it was probably Panay Sewell, right?
1: I I believe it was Panay Sewell. Yeah.
0: I think Panay Sewell was one. Justin Fields
1: was my two. I think you liked Zach Wilson more. Um, God.
0: I mean, we had Slater. I I think I found it in our...
1: I thought I found it one time, but I guess I can't...
0: All right. Somebody go back and listen to all of our (laughs) draft profiles and let us know. Or just Um, the last one. Yeah, I know Fields was up there. I know um, Sewell was... Either one or two. And we had the cornerbacks, uh, Kane was the highest. Yeah, I believe. I think he was four or five. So yeah. Um I think we hit it last year. I mean, I think we you know, we everybody that was high on our list had really good seasons. So
1: Oh, I except actually. Except for Fields, found it. you know. Fields oh.
0: didn't have a great season, but
1: No. But Okay. Oh no, I didn't find it. Oh well. <laughs> That's <fine>. anyways. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. And I will have a graphic up with all the, you know, players and stuff like that on the YouTube channel. But yeah. if you have any names that you want to suggest, you know, you can email us at mailbag at dot com, or you could just you know drop a YouTube comment, DM us on Twitter at Podcast. So there you go. Any there are so also many if ways you leave, to yep, talk to us. If you leave us a five star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show, and that's. Where I'm sitting at. Sorry. I kind All of right. messed so up Sorry,
0: Jerry has ended his part of the closure. And <laughs> now I will begin my part of the closure and say, we will be back next week with our second draft profile. Who will it be? Oh, who will it be? Sorry.
1: I was doing other things in the background. <laughs> we don't know yet. Honestly, we don't know. We'll, we don't know. who will we'll, <laughs> we'll probably do another Twitter poll. We've got a yeah, lot of probably. players though.
0: Maybe we'll we'll switch it up a little bit and not do offensive line again. Uh, we might switch it up a bit. But uh, you guys will know when it comes out next week. And until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>